It's almost football time. I think you got two games this weekend. I think it's like Notre Dame, Navy, and is it San Jose State and USC? Oh, can't wait for those. Yeah, where are you tailgating for that one, <laughs> Mr. Hellwagon? Steve, good morning. Hey, what's going on, guys? All right, we're doing good. Notre Dame. You know who's really stepped into that head coaching ro- role is, uh, what, what was, help me here, Marcus. Uh, Marcus Freeman. Freeman. Yeah. Yeah, I saw yeah, him this a week. Little iffy early. It was a little iffy early last year, but then uh, they ripped off some wins. Yeah, yeah, and he uh, he's got a little swagger to him. That's gonna that'll be a good watch this weekend. No doubt. Navy and Notre Dame get a little scouting report on the Irish, and their quarterback uh, Sam Hartman came from Wake Forest, threw for twelve thousand yards in his career at Wake Forest. He's going to pile on a few more there, taking advantage of his COVID year playing at Notre Dame. So yeah, that's. That'll be a fun game to watch. And we're talking to Steve Hellwagon from Bucknuts.com. Speaking of head coaches, Ryan Day coming into this uh, season. You lose to Michigan, you know, two years in a row. You're impressive against Georgia, but you still got a loss. I mean, probably not on the hot seat, but got to beat Michigan. I mean, is is the seat lukewarm? No, I wouldn't say that. I mean, you've been in the playoff three of his four years, and you're going to a new format next year with a 12-team playoff. And, I, you know, again, that's what's going to become the end-all, be-all, it seems, with this sport is getting into that 12-team playoff because, uh, you know, geez, I mean, there's going to be a year coming up where Alabama loses to Auburn but still wins the national championship. And Ohio State very well could have won it. Last year, sure. if the field goal goes through and they beat TCU, then they lose to Michigan, would have won the national championship. So, you know, our, our antiquated 1970s thinking around here has is, is got to be updated a little bit. Uh, there's bigger fish to fry now, it seems like. What's the pressure on Jim Knowles, though, the defensive coordinator? I mean, impressive the defense improved, but in, in that Michigan and Georgia game, they just couldn't stop anybody. Yeah, I think we got lulled into thinking they had a great defense, but they played some of the worst offenses in college football most of the year. And then Maryland exposed them a little bit the week before they played Michigan. And uh, just the, the huge chunk plays were there. They're saying it's going to be much better. Sonny Styles, a local guy, is going to play a starring role. It sounds like it's safety, so that, that'll help out. And uh, really need JT Tui Maloow and Jack Sawyer to play up to their recruiting ranking they were both national top 10 guys three years ago and and really other than that Penn State game for JT really haven't uh, played up to that level so we'll see if those guys can really uh, step it up this year and you know the irony of playing two quarterbacks there's been so much chatter about the two quarterbacks especially at Ohio State wasn't it Woody it's so ironic didn't he coin that phrase if you're playing two all that means is you don't have one well, you I think know, that was Woody Hayes, right? Yeah, a lot of people subscribe to that, but I got to tell you, listening to Ryan Day, he said both guys performed well in their scrimmage last week. I take it that Devin Brown, the redshirt freshman, has really played well in preseason camp to push McCord. I thought McCord had this thing on lock just because he was a third-year guy, and it would have been—I wouldn't even say by default, but just I it just seemed like he had it where it needed to be, but. Uh, they could get through the first three games and play them both in some regard and then be ready when they do play Notre Dame in week four uh, to have somebody ready to go. So I'm, I, I'm, I'm as interested as everybody else. Hell, Indiana 
has told the players and, and the, the coaches have told the players who's going to start, but they're going to announce their quarterback publicly. They're going to, they're not going to make it public. They're going to go into the first game and, did somebody else, so why can't Ohio State do the same? Sure. Yes. Yeah, good point. Yep. Steve Hellwagen's with us, Bucknuts.com. Is there any type of maybe strategy behind it with these coach not coaches not naming the quarterback? From the standpoint, it's the Wild West of, of transfer, Steve. You mentioned Notre Dame. Uh, I, I see other guys across. You're starting here. Now you're playing there. I mean, if you name a starter and you got a good backup, there's a good chance he's going to transfer and be a starter somewhere, so why not? Keep it a little open so you avoid that. Yeah, I agree. I think that in this era, you've got to keep everybody happy. Everybody who you think can help you, at least, you got to keep them ha- uh, happy and and uh, you know and healthy too. That's the other thing. If one of them goes down, at least you know you got a quality backup. So, yeah, for me, I I don't worry about that so much at Ohio State. They brought in a quality player, uh, like a Keenholtz this past year as a freshman. And they've got one of the top quarterbacks in the country, Aaron Noland, coming from Georgia. So they're going to be okay at the quarterback position, even if one of these guys, you know, let's say it's season end, decides to leave. But uh, you hate to see that. You want, I want to see kids go to a school and see it through. That's what I prefer to see. And I think that uh, if they stay put, It'll work out for both of them. Yeah, I'm, I'm like you. I, I'm I'm old school in that regard as well. And it's still odd for me to see the car dealer commercials with six eight <laughs> Buckeyes in the parking lot doing the spot. It's and it's it's not like Hollywood's coming in and they're slick productions. Why well, just have the dealership pay the kids and you don't have to do the commercials? But I guess the, it gives it the legit the you know a legitimacy that maybe is needed with this nil stuff. I don't know. I don't like it, though. Yeah, it's a change, no doubt. It is. You just don't like the commercials. That, well, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, what I'm yeah. saying. Why, why do they even need to do that? Just give them the money. Yeah. Well, it's all a change. Think about NIL, transfer portal, changing the Big Ten, changing the playoff. Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC, USC, UCLA coming to the Big Ten. It doesn't make any sense from what we all grew up on, but – this is this is the direction right. of uh, it's all money, guys. And it's the all big television show, the Big Ten on NBC this year. That's that's quite the switch, and that's going to CBS. CBS. The first game is on CBS next week. First time they've been on CBS twenty five years. Wow. So yeah, that'll yeah. Be, that'll be something. Hey, is the yeah. big camp? And, and you know, it's it's funny because in the NFL you hear about these camp darlings, the undrafted rookie or whoever it is. And for Ohio State, does it appear in your eyes that uh, Carnell Tate, the wide receiver, highly recruited wide receiver, is he the guy everybody's buzzing about? Yes, I think so. And I think he's going to push his way into the two deep as a true freshman. And what a tragic story. Just a month or so ago, his mom was uh, shot and killed in Chicago, a part of some violence there. And uh, just unfortunate. And this kid has kept a stoic upper lip and gone to work every day and he is special so uh he's going to be right there catching balls alongside marvin harrison and mecca Buka. it looks like and uh overall defense kenyatta jackson pushing uh sawyer and tui malo out there at defensive end i think those are probably two in sunny styles to a degree as well those are 
those are three that really stood out in preseason camp. Yeah, and you met you mentioned you know depth at quarterback. We saw it last year when you thought, boy, we're we're all right with running backs, and they were kind of running out towards the end of the year and really didn't have an a you know effective at times, but it was sporadic. How are the running backs looking? What's the the depth chart one through three there? Yeah, I think Mayan Williams missed some time in the middle of preseason, just some nagging injuries or whatever. But Travion Henderson is back, fully healthy, and uh, if they throw him the ball out of the backfield, it could be electric. We got to watch one day. He got two passes and was headed down the sideline, nobody in sight. So, yeah, I think uh, he's a guy, you know, get him in the open field and he can, can put it to the house. Uh, Williams is going to be the change-up back, it seems like. And Evan Pryor is a guy, number 21. Keep an eye out for him next week. Uh, he missed last year due to injury. He's back full go. Uh, still have Chip Trey on him and Dallin Hayden. So you're five deep of proven guys. You know, well, Pryor really has never had the chance to play, but he did practice pretty well this month. So I look for uh, to split the load, keep him healthy, and uh, get into the to the late season you know, you're playing these big games in November. You got to be, got to have everybody on deck. Hey, with the mystery position with this team, and it looks like they're going to go youth. I mean, I think they're going to do, uh, you know, the, you know, you're talking left, left tackle might be a little, uh, no seniors on the offensive line, right? Uh, Matthew Jones at, uh, what is it, right guard? He's like a fifth or sixth year grad student, right? Yeah. Yeah, COVID year. But uh, otherwise, Donovan Jackson at left guard's in a contract year, looking to get to the NFL next year. Uh, Carson Hensman, redshirt freshman, never really played. Uh, just a couple plays here and there. He's going to be the center, it looks like. Josh Simmons, left tackle, came in from San Diego State, where he was the right tackle last year. And then Josh Fryer was just mm. kind of the, the main backup. Last year, he'll be the right tackle, it looks like. So, but everybody is swearing by the idea that this group has come together and played much better in the fall. They were not very good in the spring, so yeah. we'll, we'll see how it goes. When the bullets start flying next Saturday in Indiana, it's going to be a lot of fun. Now, I am looking at bucknuts.com. How many years? Because Bucknuts been around a while, right? This is a good-looking website. I was going to say. We've been around, and I've, I'm celebrating – my 20th anniversary with uh, the company this week. So, yeah, it's uh, they do a been, great job. A lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, we got Bill Curlick. He's the best in the business on recruiting, which is the high school kids, you know, and they're just tearing it up with recruiting. They've got, uh, I believe, six of the top 40 players that are high school seniors this year in the country are going to come and play at Ohio State. Yeah. So, didn't a big defensive tackle commit yesterday? Yeah. Five star. Uh, Eric, yeah. Edric Houston from Georgia. Yeah, funny story. Uh, they Georgia had a commitment, and he wanted to move to Georgia. They put him at Buford Georgia High School to try and recruit some of the other guys there. Well, one of them's going to Florida State, one's going to NC State, and this kid is going to Ohio State. So that plan, it didn't work out very well. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate it. We'll be reading bucknuts.com. Steve, thanks so much, man. Appreciate it. All right, guys. Take care.